Well, good evening, church. Welcome to another Sunday night with APD, Ask Pastor Don. Um, this is a really good question, and it is a little different from some are more uh, problem-solving, textual problems, apologetic issues. This comes with a little bit of a different feel to it, and I was anxious to do it tonight. Hi, Pastor Don. My question is a little different from some of the ones you've been dealing with in past weeks. It has to do with my walk with God, particularly my prayer life. I feel like there's no actual relationship between my devotional prayer times and my outward growth in Christ day by day. There seem to be so many unchanged parts of my heart, even after I pray. Is there any advice to help me with this? Wow, what a fabulous question. Though not an easy one, I don't think. Um, long ago, I read these words, copied them into my notes. So I know that some of these aren't original with me. You may have heard them somewhere, but I can't remember where I picked some of them out. I found them just life-giving and helpful to me over and over again in my own prayer times. Here's what I think you should uh, seek the Lord for when you desperately long for a changed heart. Here's what you should seek the Lord for when you desperately longed for a changed heart. I am not denying here in any of these points the importance of petition, asking for daily bread and healing and all sorts of things. I'm simply saying I think there's another side to the prayer life that at least frequently needs to be consciously brought up to the surface so we're also praying for things that relate to our hearts and the growth and transformation of our hearts. So I've got seven things, but I'll just go through them quickly and just highlight them. Here are the things I think you should pray about and ask God for if you want a changed heart. One, pray regularly for deeper delight in God. I think it takes a certain amount of honesty, but I think the starting place is, is to say, Lord, whatever it takes, Please become the greatest treasure of my heart. I would look at verses like Psalm 37, 4. I'll try and give you a couple of scripture references for each of the seven points. But praying for deeper delight in God, that he would become the treasure of your heart. Psalm 37, 4. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. I think that gets so misread. It's not like whatever I want. God, I, like Aladdin, I just rub the lamp and God gives me whatever I desire. That's not it. He gives you the desires themselves. He gives you right desires. He changes the desires. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. So pray for deeper delight in God. It takes humility. Start by honestly saying, this is just not where I'm at. Lord. Cause my heart more and more to treasure you. Whatever that takes, Lord. Okay, point number two. It's related. Pray that the Holy Spirit constantly purifies your desires. So, Lord, align my deepest desires with yours. Now, we're not just talking about your desire for God. That was point one. The things you desire in life. Lord, 
Help me pursue the things you would pursue. Whatever it takes, align the desires of my heart with your desires. I would look at like Matthew 6, 9, and 10. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Here's my view of the Lord's Prayer. Those verses, 9 and 10 of Matthew 6, it's not that the other verses aren't there about uh, forgiveness, about daily bread, about forgiving our enemies, about temptation. It's not that those verses aren't there. It's that those opening verses frame the way I pray about everything else. The most important thing, Lord, at the very start of this prayer is your will. Your will. Help me, help me to treasure your will and seek your will like it's perfectly done in heaven. That's what I want for my life. I don't, I'm not there. I'm not there yet. But Lord, do that in my heart. Three, pray for ongoing humility and just a growing awareness of your dependence on God. So this is what teaches us to walk by faith. Um, Self-security, the self-securing of our lives is a great enemy of spiritual life. So, Lord, increase my awareness moment by moment, day by day, the breath that I draw, the strength that I have, the ability to think and work, all these things. Help me just to see them all as gifts from you and my dependence on you. The verse I would consider would be John 15, 5. Jesus says, I'm the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Lord, just increase the humility of my heart and my daily awareness on you for everything good and meaningful in my life. Turn my heart that way. Four, pray regular for deeper discernment and uh, a clarifying of biblical values for your daily life. Lord, Teach me to discern good from evil. Teach me not to be distracted by the priorities of the surrounding culture. Teach me not to be distracted by the relativism of the surrounding culture. Teach me not to fear your will when the culture calls it intolerant or unloving. Let your your values, let me discern your values so that I, I fear grieving you more than I fear grieving or offending anybody else. Teach me to discern good from evil. The verse I would consider would be Hebrews 5.14. Solid, solid food, so growth in Christ, it's for the mature. Well, who are the mature? For those who have their powers of discernment trained by constant practice. This is a day-by-day, moment-by-moment thing to distinguish good from evil. It's what you watch on Netflix. It's the podcast. It's the music. It's the movies. It's the books. All of these things. Lord, sharpen my insight as to what's worthy and what's not worthy. Give me discernment and help me to walk in that discernment. Five. Pray that God deepens your craving for a God-pleasing life 
above all other hungers. So, so the idea here is that God, God works with whatever, uh, comfort, discomfort, pleasure, trial. Lord, uh, teach, teach me to have the same craving for spiritual growth that you have for my life. We studied, we studied this verse in, in uh, a Sunday morning teaching. Psalm 119, 67. Before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I keep your word. So the idea there is, more than my own comfort, what I care most is, I want to keep your word. Let me desire a God-pleasing life more than I desire anything else. Six. Pray that God keeps you motivated to be disciplined in your pursuit of his will so that you're willing to pay any price to remain loyal to his kingdom. Hebrews 12, 10, and 11 talks about God and the way he chastens and disciplines us for our good that we may share in his holiness. So Lord, teach me to value even those times. For the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant, but later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Lord, keep me motivated and disciplined in my walk with you. I don't want to be a spoiled child of God. I want to be a disciplined child of God, a careful child of God. Seven, last Pray every day that God deepens your awareness of the brevity of life and the urgency of using every hour of every day wisely for eternal significance. Man, this is, this is such a request. We're, we're supposed to be uh, aware of the brevity of life. We're supposed to be redeeming the time there are so many things that clamor for our heart's attention and devotion. Whatever it takes, Lord, whatever it takes, show me how to use my life in the most fruitful way. Make me aware of eternity. Make me aware of the rapid passing of years so I can concentrate on what's most important. The text I would use would be Ephesians 5, 15, and 16. Look carefully then how you walk. See, you have to pray about this because we don't, we don't do this very easily. Look very carefully at how you walk. Not as unwise, but as wise. So there are unwise people and wise people. What's the difference? Wise people make the best use of time because the days are evil. Ephesians 5, 15, and 16. That's what I would say. If I was trying to think of what can I pack into my prayer life so that my devotional time is actually starting to reach my heart, what I would do is I would take these seven points, I would put them on a card or a piece of paper, or of course, put them on your notes on your iPhone, however you do it, and I would take them out once a day and I would just read those through. Here they are. One, pray for deeper delight in God. Two, Pray that the Holy Spirit constantly purifies your desires. Three, pray for ongoing humility to be aware of your dependence on God. Four, pray for deeper discernment and a clarifying of biblical values in a morally confused culture. Five, 
Pray that God deepens your craving for a God-pleasing life above all other hungers. Pray about the hungers of your heart. Six, pray that God keeps you motivated to be disciplined in your pursuit of his will, paying any price. Seven, pray that God deepens your awareness of the brevity of life and the urgency of using time wisely for eternal significance. I hope that's a help. I think those things are so important in our prayer time. Let's just wrap it up this way. Lord, give us all wisdom. James says lots of times we, we ask wrongly. We, we ask to consume it on our own desires. We don't want to ask wrongly. We want to ask rightly. We want to ask spiritually. And so Jesus used these few thoughts that our hearts get drawn up into our prayer time and conformed more and more into the likeness of Jesus Christ. In your name I pray. And church, let's just do the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and great glory forever and ever and ever. Amen. Bless you, church.